Hallelujah. So good again to have all of you tonight. Welcome you. Amen. Thank you for coming on this Sunday night. Amen. For winter revival. Amen. It's definitely winter. Amen. And we're definitely in revival. Praise God. So we got it. Amen. Praise the Lord. We got it together. Amen. Hallelujah. But uh, again, it's good to have uh, Amen. Evangelist St. Michael Knowles, his wife, Sister Rebecca. Amen. I love him. Uh, Juniper with us again. We're thankful for them. As I said this morning, they're not uh, strangers here anymore. Amen. Again, it, it always amazes me how, amen, uh, God makes kingdom connections. And, uh, you know, there are just uh, sometimes you connect with people. Amen. And we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. And we're all, amen, in one blood tonight. But uh, sometimes you just connect. And, uh, you know, I remember. Uh, very well the first time he came, amen, the service we were, it was our first year in the tent, amen, and he came for one service, and we sang, and he wasn't there, and we kept singing, and he wasn't there, and we kept singing, and he wasn't there, I'm looking at Matt, it's offering time, and we're singing, and he's not there, I'm looking at Matt, I'm like, check my phone. He's not here. I'm starting to panic, and I'm starting to get a little bit uh, beside myself, trying to worship and focus and thinking, what in the world have I got myself into? This this boy is not here. Uh, amen. He's uh, he's younger than than uh, my youngest child. So and I'm like, this 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 boy is not here. Oh my goodness. And we just kept singing, and and so by this time, I sent a posse out. Out in the parking lot, kind of watching and waiting. And so uh, then, uh, you know, he comes, and I remember running out, and he's so calm. And he was in his car, and he's like, Where would you like me to park, Pastor? I'm like, Get out of your car. <laughs> he's like, The door would not come open. They had to tear the door off of my room, is why I'm like, I'm like, But he got out. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. He didn't have a whole lot of time to catch his breath because we brought it up. Amen. But uh, amen. He's like family to us now. We're so thankful for him. Amen. Him to come. We will worship the Lord as he comes tonight to thank the Lord. Amen. Brother David. Hallelujah. Come on, come together in Jesus' tonight. Come on, let's come together with Jesus tonight. Come on, for this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in Come on, I can tell you what we're going to do is just sit in front of your feet and back your hands together. Come on, and if you magnify him not for what he can do, but for who he is. Come on, can you open your mouth? Come on, not for what he's going to give you, but for what he's already done. Can you drop your hands and open your mouth because he's just gone by himself? Come on, because he's been that good to you. Hallelujah. Come on, let me wake you up this morning. Let me start you on your way. Come on, put a roof over your head. Rose on your back. Come on, food day. Come on, that right there is enough for me to bless him. Come on, it's showing me on the good Lord. But God's grace and mercy was sufficient. Amen. And for that, I thank God. 
Amen. For his goodness and for his mercy. Amen. You talk about a first impression. That was a good one, right? Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. All the years. Amen. It feels like time has just flown by. Amen. But I'm thankful, amen, that God seemed fit to cause us to come in contact with each other. Amen. Brother Matt looked over at me and he said, I don't even think it was a parking spot. They just made one up. Amen. And I believe that's true. Amen. Glory to God. But I'm thankful tonight, amen, to be amongst the believers and the saints. Come on, we can't have church without the saints of God, right? Amen. And I'm so thankful tonight for all the saints of God that come out on a Sunday night. Amen. Magnify glory for the name of the Lord. And for that, we thank God. Amen. Can we ring this house with gratitude and appreciation for your man of God, for your woman of God? Can we thank God? Amen. For Pastor Paul Leslie and First Lady. Come on, you can do better than that. I said, can we thank God for your pastor and for your First Lady? We thank God for them. Can we thank God for that? Hallelujah. We thank God. Amen. Y'all got a lot of them. Don't say it. We still didn't get it in the street. Amen. Come on, somebody. Come on. We thank God. Amen. For your man of God. God, glory to God. Amen. For that, we thank Him. Amen. He is truly dear to our heart. Amen. We thank God. Amen. For your great leadership here at Judah Tabernacle. Amen. We thank God for all the singers and musicians. Can you clap your hands together for that? Amen. Amen. Pursue the kingdom of God and listen to sing for the glory every time they stand and sing and play under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. And for that, we thank God. Amen. For them and thank God for all that they do in the kingdom of God. Amen. I want to give honor honors too before she slips out if she has to. Amen. But it looks like she's got plenty of help tonight. Glory to God. Amen. Sweetheart, can you just stand up and let the people see how beautiful you are? Amen. We thank God. Amen. You. Amen. She's still the size of my pumpkin. Come on, somebody. After all these years, she still knows how to make my knees shake together. Amen. Y'all ain't talking to me. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. And I'm so thankful. Amen. I see your face is red. I like it. Amen. We thank God. Amen. For her. Amen. I told her to stand up and greet the people. She, she stood up and popped right back down. Amen. She acts like she don't know how to greet people. She's around them every day. Amen. Amen. But I'm so thankful. Amen. For my wife. Thankful for our two baby girls. Amen. Baby Lilac. Amen. And baby Juniper. Amen. They are. Amen. Jewels in the kingdom of God. I told you this morning. They try to boss me around and think they run the place. Amen. That's because they do. Amen. If you're having a bad day, just look back there and look at my girls. Amen. And it'll put a smile on your face. Whether you got veneers or dentures. Amen. Glory <laughs> to God. Come on, somebody. Amen. But I'm so thankful. Amen. For my family. I'm thankful. Amen. That they travel the country with me. Amen. And for that. Amen. I see some of y'all try to hide your dentures. Amen. <laughs> Lord God, don't let them run from you. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. But we thank God. Amen. For you tonight. Amen. I'm telling you, I am best. Amen. In the presence of God all day long. And I'm still reminiscing upon what the Spirit of the Lord spoke to us this morning. Amen. But I believe he's going to do just that tonight. Amen. Look at somebody and tell them, neighbor, there is a word from the Lord. Uh, come on, tell them I'm a lover of the Word of God. Come on, how many's got that power with you? Come on, hold that power up. Come on, when everything else falls, when everything else wavers, 
Amen. This word right here, it remains the same. Amen. And the Bible says the word of God is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And for that, I thank God. Amen. Grab the Bibles quickly. Amen. And I want you to turn to the book of Mark 4. Amen. It's a familiar passage of Scripture, but I believe the Lord's going to help us dive in. Amen. To some parts of this. Amen. That we'll understand. Amen. Better as we pursue. Amen. This context. Mark 4, verse 35, if you can stand for the reading and the reverence of God's word, if you will. Amen. Mark 4, 35. Amen. When I have it, shot Jesus. Amen. The Bible now gave us this intelligence it said. And the same day, somebody shot the same storm of wind. And the waves beat into the ship. So that it was now full. I want to read that last verse one more time. And we're going to jump into this. But the Bible said, There arose a great storm of wind. And the waves beat into the ship. So that it was now full. Set your Bibles down. Set your devices down. Can you lift your, lift your voice one more time? Lord, we ask you, God, tonight that you anoint us afresh to hear a word from you. Lord, I pray what I pray every time. Preach me, Jesus, till I can't stand and preach no more. Preach me, God, that this word come forth with demonstration and power. God, I pray tonight, not by my, nor by power, but by your spirit. Saith the Lord of hosts, that tonight be the night that if there be one that doesn't have the Holy Ghost, Lord, let them pray through tonight. I pray tonight if there be one that's wrestling with the devil, let tonight be the night that your glory comes in and loose their mind. I pray tonight, God, that you do what only you can do. Lord, save, heal, say what you want to say. Do what you want to do. Throw your weight around in this place that makes preaching easy. We'll never fail to give you the praise, the glory. God can shout amen. 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 Clap your sanctified hands together as you're being seated tonight. My brothers and my sisters, if I can preach to you for a few moments, I want to leave you with this thought tonight, the aftermath. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, the aftermath. Ah, uh, the aftermath. Come on, you're talking to the wrong neighbor. Smack somebody else and say, the aftermath, the aftermath. My brothers and my sisters, dearly beloved, we find here uh, now that there was a toll that happened in the United States of America. Besides the death toll, there was a hurricane that you and I know that is labeled Hurricane Katrina. Hurricane Katrina left many people homeless as more than 800,000 housing units. They were destroyed or damaged in this storm. Hurricane Katrina was one of the costliest U.S. hurricanes with an estimated damage of over 81 billion and cost over 160 billion dollars. Hurricane Katrina left so many people in a devastated manner that many till this day in 2024 have yet to find a grip on how they're going to survive the aftermath of what took place that day. Hurricane Katrina come through and it caused such a backlash because the storm overtopped the levees and the flood walls throughout southeast Louisiana and all 
also caused the levees and the flood walls in New Orleans to fail or to breach, if you will, in more than 50 locations. It was here, my brothers and my sisters, that now families were living not in the storm, but in the aftermath of the storm. It was here that many were trying to put the pieces back together of what they lost. Many lost homes. Many lost investments. Many lost uh, things that were dear to their family heritage and their family lineage. Many had things that they lost uh, that never would be repaid. It was the damage and the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina that caused many residents to continue to struggle with the fallout from the catastrophe almost two decades later somebody shot the aftermath the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina was more devastating than the storm itself the storm ripped apart the storm broke the storm caused collateral damage the storm caused things to never be put back together again but I want to preach to you tonight if the Holy Ghost would help this young preacher tonight it was not the storm itself but it was the aftermath that caused tainted memories it was the aftermath that caused things within to never go back to how it seemed and I begin to pray today in that hotel room and the Holy Ghost said they might hell of some storms in your life. Count up the cost of some devastating events in your saints and brothers and sisters' life. It was not the storm that affected you, but it was the aftermath of things that would not go back to how it used to be. I feel my help coming on right now. I need you to lean over to your neighbor and say, neighbor, what aftermath are you still trying to get over that caused you years ago to never trust again? What aftermath come out of the storm that you had to go through that caused you years ago to build up a wall between those that love you and those that wanted to use you? Come on. I want to tell you today, my brothers and sisters, it's the aftermath of depression that will keep you in a state of misery. It's not depression itself, but it's the aftermath that if I seek for help, will they really help me or do they just want something else to gossip about? Come on. It's the aftermath of suicidal thoughts. It's not that you want to end your life, but it's that you sit on the bedside, rocking and pulling your head, my God, come on, till it feels like you're so alone, that you don't know whether to reach out for help, or whether to take it and put it within your heart, because the aftermath has had a way of convincing you, it will always be like this, it'll never change, come on, it's the aftermath, but the report that they told you that you gotta work on some things within your body because now the medication isn't doing what it's supposed to do. Can 
it's not the treatment to own up the affliction, but it's the aftermath of thinking within your mind, will the medication heal me or will I die knowing that I've tried, come on here, I want to preach to somebody today, you're living in the aftermath, but some storms that wanted to kill you, you're living in the aftermath, but some pains that drove you to do some stuff that you said you would never do, you're living in the aftermath, but going home every day, feeling like you're a stranger in your own home, because hell has had a way of making you feel like the storm has never been over, but the storm has just begun, it's the aftermath that still haunts you, it's the aftermath, yes God healed you, but it's the aftermath, will it ever come back, it's the aftermath that you had to go to that ICU unit and watch skip on a ventilator because they overdose and you said God if you just bring them out this time I promise I'll do the best I can in fact some of you you were that one it's the aftermath but saying will I break free from generational curses that daddy didn't kill it's the aftermath God will I break free all of the traumas that mama done to me at six years old. Come on, it's the aftermath of feeling like you have to live in a storm that never ends. And while we're sitting here, Talama Soto, Rubo, Tamande, Lima Soto, Mahoya. Somebody tonight, you're sitting here in the aftermath of will I survive this or will I always deal with the tormenting voices in my mind? Amen. Amen. Somebody tonight is sitting here. You know what the aftermath does because aftermath has had a way. Yes, you survived the storm, but now you're living in the aftermath of feeling like you'll always be a mistake. It's all right. Deliverance is getting ready to break through in this house. It's the aftermath of the unknown that I escaped abuse as a child. But now, even though I'm not physically being hit on, I'm still living in the aftermath of what was done to me as a child. Come on, you hear this young preacher right now. I feel like we've tapped into a vein right now. Come on. It's the aftermath. Come on. Come on. A 
of what they've done to you behind closed doors. Yes, you're sitting here. Yes, you're protected. Yes, you built a wall and you found it will never happen again. But it's the aftermath of when the lights are off, when the door is closed. Come on. Are you still dealing with the traumas of what happened out of your control? The aftermath of relationships that seemed innocent in the beginning. But before you knew it, you become entangled in a spirit that knew how to manipulate you to stay. Because you wanted to be loyal to what wasn't loyal to you. So now you're crying your eyes out every night saying, God, why? But the aftermath has damaged you more. Amen. Than the mistake itself. And it's the aftermath of a storm that'll leave you whole are broken. Yes. Yes. I want to tell this house right now, there's angels getting ready to walk in this room. Amen. And I'm prophesying in the Holy Ghost, somebody's leaving here tonight. You're not going to live in the aftermath of the struggles. You're not going to live in the aftermath. Come on, complain. You're not going to live in the aftermath of what was done to you. You're not going to live in the aftermath of what was said to you. Come on. But you're going to break that thing tonight. You're not going another night. Come on, wrestling with the lies of hell. Telling you that it'll always be like this. Fear. You're in the aftermath of addiction. You're in the aftermath of 
Verse 12 said, fight the good fight of faith. 
Some of you are getting ready to walk. And a new anointing. And when you walk down the hallways of your school. There's going to be young people. Come on. They're dealing with hate and defeat and rejection. They're dealing. Come on with hell fighting them and their identity. Come on. But I'm telling, come on you young people right now in the Holy Ghost. There's an anointing in this house that when you walk, come on, in an anointing of aftermath. Come on. Come on, you're going to walk right by them. Come on. And they're going to say what in the world is that I felt. Come on. And you're going to know. I've been there. Because all it takes 
there's one person that says, you know what? Daddy fought with it. Grandpa fought with it. Come on. Great, great grandpa fought with it. Come on. I had to deal with it as a teenager, but it don't have to live on. Come on. I'm about to throw this mic right now. Come on. How many believes tonight? It can die with you. Self-esteem can die with you. Come on, affliction can die with you. Come on, hereditary diseases can die with you. Woo! The aftermath. Somebody shot the aftermath. The aftermath of this storm. Is what I'm talking about. Because we find here. Watch this. In scripture. Here's where I want to preach. That Jesus was asleep. In the hinder part. That's what the Bible said. And the Bible said that while he was asleep. They had already went through the storm. Because the Bible said. That now their ship was full. So they already dealt. With having to go through the storm. They already dealt. With having to feel the effects of the storm. But the aftermath is what got them. Because they looked around and said. My God. Where is Jesus? Oh, Tom! 
missed it. Let me try this side. He looked at them and said, why are you scared? You're talking about the aftermath of a storm that you made it out of. I feel it getting in my pinky toes right now. Come on. They was mad and saying, Jesus, we need you right now to show up. Come on. But the ship was already full. They already felt the effects of the storm. They already felt the effects of what they were going through. But it was here in Scripture. It was the aftermath. Come on. You know what aftermath does? I told you. You'll survive a storm, but you'll keep living. Come on in a paralyzed state. But feeling like you can't overcome. Feeling like you're defeated. Come on. That's not the will of God. It's the will of God. For you to understand, you're a son and a daughter of the Most High God. Turn over to your neighbor and say, neighbor, you can't stress. Over the aftermath of a storm. That you survived. Sometimes 
into revival. Conference to conference, evangelist to evangelist. But sometimes the aftermath, you're going to have to stand in the midst of what you're dealing with and say, you know what? I don't got somebody to tell me it's going to be all right at 3 and 4 o'clock in the morning. But i got to make my mind up. Peace, be still. Thank God. For pastors. Thank God. For prayer team. Come on. But can I help you? Sometimes you gotta pray for yourself. Sometimes you gotta get a hold of it. Come on. For yourself. And make your mind up. Yes. Peace be still. I'm almost done. But you have to understand aftermath is defined as consequences or after effects of a significant, unpleasant event. Aftermath at times causes us to re-examine and look. Damage doesn't necessarily come from the storm, but it comes from the aftermath of what broke me down in the storm. What beat me up in the storm. Huh? So you got to recognize that aftermath allows you to clean up mistakes that try to feed into the demise of you walking away for good. I don't know about you, but when you look at aftermath, if you will, as things that damage, but we can also look at aftermath as things that we can correct that we could correct before the storm came. Come on. That's why the Bible declared for his mercies are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. What do you do when you're at your breaking point and you have more tainted memories than shit being full of what God has in store? I need you to lean over and tell your neighbor you've got to be fearless. After that can bring just as much restoration as it does damage and devastation. That's why Joshua once said, Have not committed thee, be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Fear has a way of trying to cripple you. A way of trying to manipulate you. But what does it mean in the midst of the storm that I can stand still and say, Peace, be still? I tell you tonight, you gotta stand still in the midst of noise and distraction. Jesus said, Peace, be still. Grab your neighbor by the hand. I'm about to get out of here, y'all. But I want to tell somebody that God told me to tell you you can come to the music to peace.
peace. Be still. The aftermath of the storm will be a sure testimony that you've made it out alive when you should have died. Lean over to your neighbor and say, neighbor, you are a survivor. Matthew 24, verse 13 said, but he that shall endure unto the end, the saints shall be saved. I want to tell you tonight, if you can hold on, if you can stand sure and prophesy what you're going through, you can be saved. You can stand still and understand that no weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper. I want to tell you tonight, it's in the midst of the aftermath that I can look back over my life and say, God, it was only you that brought me through. Amen. Aftermath tries us, challenges us, and causes us to re examine. The Bible said that after Jesus looked at them, after they was in the storm, and he said, Peace be still. Their response changed. They said, What manner of man is this? Even the wind obey him. So the Bible said that now they understood they could pass over to the other side. Here's where I want to deal tonight. I feel like God wants to do some major things in this altar call. Aftermath never wants you to recognize that you survived. Aftermath want you to always dwell on what suffocated you when you couldn't breathe. That's why I can stand today and say there was many aftermaths in my life, the goings, but now that I look back over the things that I lost sleep over, I now realize I survived it. But I should have died in it. I want to tell us tonight God is looking for a people that understands that aftermath is not the end of your story. But in fact, aftermath is the beginning of Him showing Himself faithful. When we never should have made it over. Aftermath has a way of showing me that when I didn't deserve His mercy and His grace, He was reaching for me. I tell you, bro, that's what aftermath does. It makes me look back and say, if God would have never showed up for me.
But can I tell you the last 16 years of your life it's felt like hell has tried to convince you that you will never make it out of this. But I want to encourage you and tell you God wants to do it for you. Aftermath gives us a testimony. When storms sometimes gives us regrets. Let me say it again. You can jot it down. Aftermath gives us testimonies. When sometimes storms give us regrets. I want to tell us tonight the Holy Ghost is reaching. You don't have to leave here tonight living in aftermath. But you can leave here tonight knowing I'm crossing over. Even after the odds were against me. I'm seeing tears all across this tabernacle right now. God's getting ready to do some major things. I want you right now to get out of your seat. Come on, if you say, preacher, that's me, I'm in the aftermath. 